وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار Indeed, the praise is for Allah We praise Him, we seek His help and We seek His forgiveness We seek refuge with Allah from the evils That are within ourselves and from our bad deeds so ever Allah guides, no one can lead this person astray. And whomsoever Allah leads astray, there is no guide for him. I bear witness that none has the right to be worshipped, except for Allah who was alone with our partners. And I bear witness that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam is the servant of Allah. And the last messenger to all of mankind. O oh, you who believe, fear Allah with the right that he should be feared with. And do not die unless you are Muslim. O oh, mankind, fear your, fear your Lord who has created you from a single person, meaning Adam alayhi salam. And from that person created his mate Hawa. And from them too scattered countless men and women. And fear Allah from who you demand your mutual rights. And do not cut off the relations with the wombs that have bore you. Indeed Allah is a watcher over you. All you who believe, fear Allah. And say that which is correct and upright. 
in order that Allah may rectify for you your deeds and forgive you of your sins. And whomsoever obeys Allah and His Messenger has achieved a tremendous achievement. As to what follows, certainly the most truthful speech is the Book of Allah. And the best guidance is the guidance of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa The most evil of the affairs are the newly invented matters. And every newly invented matter in the religion is innovation. And every innovation is going astray. And every going astray is in the hellfire. In the religion of Al-Islam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his book, as well as the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in his sunnah, have guided us to that which will bring about the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is guidance in the Qur'an and in the sunnah to that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves and is pleased with. And likewise we find in the Qur'an and in the sunnah of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the warnings, the warnings against that which leads to the hellfire. The warnings against that which can cause a person to bring upon himself or herself the anger and the wrath of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The warning regarding the day of judgment that is close so that we as mankind can prepare ourselves to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah Azza wa Jal, He mentions, اِقْتَرَبَ لِلنَّاسِ حِسَابُهُمْ وَهُمْ فِي غَفْلَةِ مُعْرِدُونَ That the reckoning of mankind is close and has drawn near. But they are in a state of being heedless, in a state of being absent-minded, in a state of oblivion regarding the day of judgment, and they are turning away. What are they turning away from? They are turning away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even though the hour is near. Turning away from that which they have been created for. Even though the hour is near. What is causing the people to turn away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Turn away from worshipping Allah. What is causing the people to turn away from following the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, it is the life of this world. The life of this world distracts the people. The life of this world turns the people away 
from that which Allah Azza wa Jal has created them for. The life of this world is blinding. As Allah Azza wa Jal, He mentioned, أَلْحَاكُمُ التَّكَافُرُ حَتَّى زُرْتُمُ الْمَقَابِرُ That the mutual rivalry and piling up of the worldly affairs, these things blind the people. These things blind you until you visit the graves. Meaning when you become from the inhabitants of the graves, the reality sets in. When the death comes, the reality sets in. That the life of this world was temporary. We have in the narration on the authority of Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu anhu. قَالَ قَالَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ اقْتَرَبَتِ السَّاعَةِ وَلَا يَزْدَادُ النَّاسِ فِي الدُّنْيَا إِلَّا حِرُسًا وَعَلَى الدُّنْيَا إِلَّا حِرُسًا وَلَا يَزْدَادُونَ مِنَ اللَّهِ إِلَّا بُعْدًا Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu anhu he mentioned that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he stated that the hour is near, but the people have not increased in anything regarding the dunya except for their eagerness and their desire to attain this dunya. And they have not increased in relation to Allah, except being further away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The hour is near is a warning from Allah, a warning from the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam, so that we can work towards this great day in meeting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and prepare ourselves for this great day. But the people, in relation to this dunya, they increase in their desire for, for the dunya, even though the hour is near and the dunya is going to leave. And in relation to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the creator, the Lord of the creation, the people are getting further away from Him subhanahu wa ta'ala, but the meeting with Him is near. What is wrong with the people? That they are sacrificing that which is everlasting for that which is temporary. The Prophet ﷺ directed us to choose that which is everlasting over that which is temporary. In the narration of Abu Musa al-Ashari radiallahu an. قَالَ قَالَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ On the authority of Abu Musa al-Ashri, may Allah be pleased with him, that the Messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم, he mentioned, مَنْ أَحَبَّ دُنْيَاهُ أَدَرَّ بِآخِرَتِهِ وَمَنْ أَحَبَّ آخِرَتَهُ أَضَرَّ بِدُنْيَا 
فَآثِرُوا مَا يَبْقَى عَلَى مَا يَفْنَى Abu Musa al-Ashri radiyallahu anhi mentioned that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam stated, whoever loves his worldly life, then he is going to be harmed when it comes to his hereafter. And whoever loves his hereafter, then he is going to be harmed when it comes to his worldly life. Therefore, prefer, give precedence to that which is everlasting over that which will perish and come to an end. What is the meaning of this statement? The meaning of this statement is that when you love the life of this world over the hereafter, then you're going to harm your hereafter. Because you're going to violate the commandments of Allah for this dunya. Because your love is stronger for the dunya than it is for the hereafter. So you're going to work for the dunya and going to be lazy when it comes to the hereafter. So you're going to harm your hereafter. You're going to harm your relationship with Allah for the dunya, for the love of the money, for the woman, for the cause, for the material things. For the glamour, the glitter, the gold, you're chasing after these things, you're going to harm your hereafter. Because you're giving precedence to the dunya over the hereafter. But those who love their hereafter, the one who loves his hereafter, meaning he loves his afterlife over his worldly life, he's going to be harmed in his dunya. He's going to go through some trials and tribulations. There's going to be some struggle. There's going to be some sacrifices. But what did the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam say? فَآثِرُوا مَا يَبْقَى عَلَى مَا يَفْنَى Give precedence. Prefer that which lasts over that which perish. Abu Malik al-Ashari radiyallahu an. He was upon his deathbed. And he said, Ya ma'ashar al-ash'ariyeen liyuballigh al-shahid al-ghaib inni sami'tu Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam yakul halawatu al-dunya murratu al-akhirah wa murratu al-dunya halawatu al-akhirah Abu Malik al-Ashari radiallahu an was upon his deathbed. And he said, oh group of people who are from the Ashari tribe, let those who are present and who witness this speech convey to those who are absent. Indeed, I heard the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam say, the sweetness of this world is the bitterness of the hereafter. And the bitterness of the life of this world is the sweetness of the hereafter. So if you want the sweetness of this world in its entirety, then know that you will have for yourself bitterness in the hereafter. But if you want 
the sweetness of the hereafter, then you have to taste the bitterness of this world. You can't have everything here. Abu Huraira radiallahu an, he mentioned that the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned, Ad-dunya sijnul mu'min wa jannatul kafir. That the life of this world is the prison for the believer, the paradise for the disbeliever. Why is the life of the world a prison for the believer? Because the one who believes in Allah, with his heart, with his tongue, with his actions, adhering to Islam, he's given precedence to Islam over the dunya, so he has to sacrifice. He has to lower his gaze. Rather, he lowers his gaze. He stays away from the haram, even though he desires it. He knows that he's in prison. And that he can't have everything that he wants here. And he sacrifices his desires for the sake of Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he's in prison. He's restricted. As for the kafir, he has no boundaries. He has no limits. He lives as a free man. Whereas the believer... He lives under the servitude of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A Jewish man seen one of the scholars of Islam in a good state. And he said to the scholar, your prophet has stated that the life of this world is a prison for the believer, but paradise for the disbeliever. But I see that your estate is better than mine. I'm a poor man. You are wealthy. The scholar responded to him, This is correct. For that which I am enjoying from this life is like a prison in relation to what I will enjoy in the hereafter in paradise. And that which you are going through of hardships in this life is a paradise in comparison to what the kafir will go through in the hereafter. When this Jew, he heard this response, he acknowledged the truth and he accepted Islam. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wassalatu wassalam ala ashrafil anbiya wal mursaleen Wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'een amma ba'd The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he mentioned in the narration on the authority of Zayd ibn Thabit radiallahu an, "Man kanat dunya hamma, whoever's concern 
is the life of this world. Farraqallahu alayhi amra. Allah will scatter his affairs upon him. And Allah will place poverty in front of his eyes. And nothing will come to him from the life of this world except that which is written for him. And whoever's intention is the hereafter. Meaning his desire is the hereafter. His desire is to reach Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Unlike the first individual, the one all he cares about is this dunya. That's his living. That's his life. That's his concern. He's constantly chasing. Constantly going after the dunya as if he was only created for this purpose. This individual will never get what he's chasing after. Allah will scatter his affairs. He will not have his affairs in order. Allah will put the poverty right before his eyes. Even though he's missing the Jumu'ah to work to make money. Even though he is missing his prayers to make money, chasing after the dunya, no matter how much this individual strives for the life of this world, Allah is going to keep poverty in front of his face. But as for the one who the hereafter is his intentions, Allahu lahu amra. Allah will put his, his affairs in order. And Allah will place His richness in His heart. Meaning He will be content with that which Allah has given Him. As the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, He mentioned, لَيْسَ لَيْسَ الْغِنَى أو لَيْسَ الْغِنَى أَنْ كَثْرَةَ الْعَرَضِ وَلَكِنَ الْغِنَى غِنَى النَّفْسِ Richness, being rich, being wealthy, is not having a lot of material possessions. But being wealthy is having a soul that is content. A person, his soul is content with that which Allah has decreed for him. His soul is content with the halal. He puts forth the effort, the result is with Allah, alhamdulillah. Unlike the individual, his concern is the dunya. He puts forth the effort. He's not pleased with what Allah has decreed. So he thinks by disobeying Allah, he's going to get more than what Allah has decreed for him. Allah puts the poverty right before his eyes. Allah separates and scatters his affairs. And he gets nothing except what Allah has written for him from the dunya. But the one who they hear after, is his concern, Allah puts his affairs in order. Allah puts his richness in his heart. And the dunya comes to him. He's not chasing it. Rather, it is following behind him. This is for the one 
who put Allah first, the dunya will come. Allah Azza wa Jalla mentions, وَالَّذِينَ جَاهَدُوا فِينَا لَنَهْدِيَنَّهُمْ سُبُلَنَا And those who strive for our sake, we will guide them to our paths. وَإِنَّ اللَّهَ لَعْمَعَ الْمُحْسِنِينَ And indeed Allah is of those who do good. If you do good, Allah is with you brothers. If you do good, Allah is with you sisters, you don't have to do evil. If Allah is with you, no one can come against you. If Allah is with you, Wallahi billahi tallahi, no one can overcome you. All of the worries, they go away. Because Allah is with you, aiding you, supporting you. Don't worry about that which you don't have from the dunya. When you are a good doer and Allah is with you. But we have to strive. We have to put forth the effort. You can't just sit and wait for something to come. On the authority of Anas ibn Malik radiallahu an, an al-Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam fi ma yarwi an rabbi. On the authority of Anas ibn Malik, on the authority of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam from that which he narrated upon his Lord. إِذَا تَقَرَّبَ الْعَبْدِ إِلَيَّ شِبْرًا تَقَرَّبْتُ إِلَيْهِ ذِرَاءً وَإِذَا تَقَرَّبَ إِلَيَّ ذِرَاءً تَقَرَّبْتُ مِنْهُ بَاعًا وَإِذَا آتَانِي يَمْشِي أَتَيْتُهُ حَرْوَلًا وَكَمَا قَالَ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ عَنْ رَبِّي Anas mentioned that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said that Allah said When the servant draws near to me a hand span I draw near to him an arm span And when the servant draws near to me an arm span I draw near to him the length of a father. And when he comes to me walking, I go to him running. When you put forth the effort, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala turns towards you. And what you do, Allah does more. But you have to put forth the effort. Drawing near to Allah, by doing that which Allah has commanded. Drawing near to Allah is adding on top of the commandments that which Allah has recommended for us to do. As in the narration of Abu Huraira radiallahu an, that the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said that Allah ta'ala stated, مَنْ عَادَ لِي وَلِيًّا فَقَدْ آذَنْتُهُ بِالْحَرْبِ Whoever harms a friend of mine that have declared war upon him. Whoever harms a friend of mine that have declared war upon him. وَمَا تَقَرَّبَ عَبْدِ إِلَيَّا بِشَيْءٍ أَحَبْ إِلَيَّ مِمَّا فَرَضْتُ عَلَيْهِ 
وما يزال يتقرب الي بالنوافل حتى احبه The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that Allah ta'ala stated Whoever harms a friend of mine, I wage war upon him. Don't worry about what you lose from the dunya when you are a friend of Allah. Whoever harms you, Allah will protect you. Allah will deal with those people. Search for the hereafter. Seek the hereafter. And then Allah azawajal, he mentioned, there's nothing that my servant does in drawing near to me that's more beloved to me than that which I have obligated upon him. And he continues to draw near to me by doing that which I recommended upon him until I love him. This is how we are to be in this dunya. Seeking nearness to Allah, not being like the people that I was drawing near, and we getting further away from Allah, chasing after the dunya. No, the believer, as the hour is drawing nearer, he's getting closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah make us from amongst those who hear a good word and follow it. May Allah make us amongst those who seek nearness to Him and protect us from being amongst those who make the life of this world the most important matter. Akulu kawli hadha, astaghfirullah li wa lakum, wa subhanakallahum wa bihamdik, ashadu an la ilaha ila antu astaghfiruka wa atubili. Akim as-salah.